Hey, this is Patty Aubrey. And if you want to create a life with more money, more meaning and more freedom, you have to listen to shit. You don't learn in college podcast with my good friend, Xander Fryer. How's it going? I'm Xander Fryer, just another millennial corporate dropout turned entrepreneur. Since quitting my day job as an engineer just over four years ago, I built a multi-million dollar coaching business, mentoring seven-figure business owners, professional athletes, award-winning musicians, Hollywood actors, best-selling authors, and hundreds of aspiring entrepreneurs. I truly believe that when we couple the right knowledge with a strong desire for action, anything is possible. But most of us are never given the right knowledge, the shit you don't learn in college. The Sidlick Podcast shares interviews from the world's most successful people in business, finance, sports, health, and entertainment in order to help you live a life filled with more money, more meaning, and more freedom than you ever thought possible. Get ready to learn the shit you don't learn in college. All right, how's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Shit You Don't Learn in College podcast. And on today's episode, we have Patty Aubrey, the president and uh, co-CEO of the billion-dollar publishing brand, Chicken Soup for the Soul. Patty is a number one New York Times bestseller. Uh, She's actually a 14-time bestseller um, and the head of the Canfield Training Corporation. She's helped thousands of people Uh, get into the transformational space and learn how to change lives for a living. Um, And in this episode, we're going to dig deep with Patty on why college was a huge waste of time for her. Uh, We're going to dig into the biggest lesson that she learned in third grade that has actually made her millions. And we're also going to show you how to become a number one best-selling author. So you're not going to want to miss this episode. And don't forget, we only spread our message when you share this knowledge with others that need it. So if you enjoy this episode, please share it on your social and tag at Xander Fryer. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star rating so you don't miss any other great episodes. I'll see you in there. How's it going, everybody, today? I'm really excited for my guest today. Uh, as president of the Canfield Training Group, Patty Aubrey has not only overseen the growth of the publishing industry's first billion-dollar brand, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Uh, but she's also created a multi-million dollar training company around the success principles with author Jack Canfield. Uh, Patty's expanded their trainings and programs to 108 countries and prepared thousands of emerging leaders and trainers for professional careers in transformation, just like myself. Uh, She's also a number one New York Times bestseller, uh, and the CVO of Goal Friends, and she is now dedicated to bringing her experience to women, entrepreneurs, uh, sales professionals, employees uh, all over the world and helping them take their lives and businesses to a new well, uh, new level. Uh, Patty, welcome to the shit you don't learn in college. Thank you. I feel like I'm at home. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, so Patty, I have, a, I have a handful of real quick questions for you. And then I definitely want to dig deep into, obviously, your experience with Chicken Soup for the Soul and everything that you've created afterwards, because I think, you know, out of a lot of the people I know, you literally embody the shit you don't learn in college, probably better than anybody. Um, so my first question, I like to go right out of the gate, uh, with, uh, how would you define success in life? Freedom. Oh, can you expand being on able that? To show, 
being able to show up in jeans and a t-shirt and not care what people think. Are you, are you uh, just describing me right now? Is that all it is? <laughs> it's me too. I, I'm doing the same thing. Perfect. No, it's uh, Yeah. That's how I would describe it really. Freedom. Be yourself. The freedom to be yourself. I think that's, I think that's huge. What actually, I want to dig into that for a second. What do you think it is that stops people from being themselves? Well, I think we always, we're just kind of conditioned to do good in school and be, you know, children are seen and not heard. And if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. And I I just feel like we're conditioned over time as kids, we just say whatever's on our mind. And then we grow up and we start editing all of our thoughts. Yeah. And it's, it's exhausting, you know? So we try to show up as somebody else and then we're not, it's not scalable because we're going to get judged anyway. So just be your true self and call it a day. It's, It's almost like success is actually just learning to be yourself when you were four years old again. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's, that's, you guys you never stop just, asking. I think we just solved all of life's problems. <laughs> that's, that's pretty that's, amazing. Um, it's true. I, I, yeah, I agree. I think, you know, one of the things uh, that both you and Jack taught me is a, a lot of, uh, a lot of this growth, this personal development is actually just undevelopment. You're undeveloping all the crap that you've piled on to the core, which in the beginning was, was true, was right, was successful. Right. Mm-hmm. It is. It's, it's just, it's, I think as we start to figure out what we really love to do and what we want to do and how to monetize it, we get to become our whole selves again and just, you know, show up fully. And that's, that's the fun part of getting older. (laughs) It's the only fun part about getting older. (laughs) You don't give a crap what anybody thinks anymore. You stop, you stop caring. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I love it. You don't stop caring. You just stop trying to please everybody. I, I, I feel that. I feel that. Um, so Patty, let me ask you this. Did, actually, did you go to college? I know the answer, but for everybody else, did you go to college? I went to college about 18 times. Yeah? <laughs> I did not know and, that. Can you explain that to me? <laughs> well, I went to San Diego State all because of a, a boyfriend that played on the fo- on the bas- or baseball team. Yeah. And then left there, came back, went to school in LA, went back, came back, went back, and like barely got through school. I hated school. I was the, you know, the girl that was always getting in trouble for dreaming in the back of the room and never getting anything done on time. Yeah. So, uh, it just look, wasn't look my at, bag. Look at what those dreams have done now. Right. I know. I, I was I used to get in trouble for dreaming. Now I get paid to dream. Now you so, get paid you know, to dream and help. Yeah. And help others dream too. Right. Exactly. Uh, that's amazing. Um, let me ask you this. What's <laughs> speaking of, uh, what's one thing that you wish you actually learned in school that you didn't? Uh, probably that I didn't need it. Oh, wow. I mean, I, I don't, I don't think I actually use anything that I learned in school yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, so, and I think probably knowing just, you know, I, I've always felt like I was the outcast because I was not a very good student. So yeah. I wish I had learned that you could develop yourself more. That that's, that that's I, actually okay. Yeah. 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 And I probably would have taken different classes, but my dad had me on the business track, you know, yep. I probably would have ended up in psychology or photography because I'm more creative. Yeah. Um, but I didn't. Oh, uh, that's, that's amazing. Oh, all right. Let's dig in. Um, I, I want to go back to like the early days. So obviously you went, you, you, you did get through college, but you end up working with this, uh, crazy man named Jack Canfield. And, mm-hmm. and you end up working with Jack. What was it, what was it like in the early days of working with Jack in the beginnings of, of chicken soup for the soul? 
Well, first I left school and then I got a job in the tech field, which yeah. you know really well. And so I was always in trouble. Yeah. I got busted for everything. So I realized I was never going to survive in tech, especially with like old school. With all the, old, with the restrictions, the rules, with everything. I was in the HR department every other day. I'm like, okay, I'm out. <laughs> and so then I moved back to LA and I literally looked in the paper and saw an ad that said secretary wanted 25000 a year. And I'm like... Ugh, I've never wanted to be a secretary, but 25 grand then was okay. Yeah. And so I interviewed with Jack and I didn't know who he was. I didn't know anything about personal development at all. Uh, I had set one goal to make 25,000 a year and that was it. I'd been to one workshop in my life and I went and interviewed with him, didn't get the job. He hired somebody more mature and then came back <laughs> a few months later and said, actually, I think we're supposed to work together. I said, good. It's going to cost you 30. And he was like, okay. Oh so I thought, God. wow. So in the beginning, it was just me and him in this condo off of Sunset Boulevard and Pacific Palisades. And there was three of us and two desks. And if you got up, you lost your desk. And (laughs) we were doing we were doing self-esteem in the classroom. And then he had an idea to put the stories in a book. So we started Chicken Soup and it was hard, you know, but it was fun because for the first time in my life, I I was working with someone who was my boss at the time who basically said, hey, kid, I'm on the road for three weeks you know, just do whatever it is you're going to do. And so I, I was like, oh my gosh, freedom. You, you had because creative what freedom. I needed. Even, yeah, even from an early career, you had that creative freedom. Yeah, I just didn't want to be told what to do. And yeah. so he went out of town and I started going through the bills and saw that he was like paying some guy 50 grand a year to, to write code for this old computer called a micro alfro, yeah. something like that. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I can upload all this into an Apple and Get, be Mac based. And so I fired him and I redid everything and took all his slides and dropped him into PowerPoint, all the things he didn't know then, Yeah, you know, that today would be like, of course you would know it. And he came home like, Oh, here's what I've done. He's like, Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> so it was just, it was really, it was fun. It was hard, but it was inspiring. And I was so involved that I felt part of something bigger than myself. And I, that's what I needed to yeah. really grow. Yeah, but it, it's interesting because even from like that age, early in your career, you like you already had two of the qualities that like I've I've like admired about you deeply. Number one is the ability to ask. Like you are like even from that like Jack Canfield comes back to you and says, "Hey, we kind of want you." You're like, "Cool, thirty thousand now, right?" Mm-hmm. Like your your ability to ask is better than I've never met someone with just the ability to ask for what you want, what you need, and and make sure that you get it. Um, and then the other thing is just to take ownership and take initiative and just make things happen. Did like, even at an earlier in your career, like you had these two qualities, do you know where they came from? Were you just born that way? Did you learn that? Like, well, I think, I think part of it, you're always born a certain way, but yeah. my, I worked with my dad for years. Uh, when I was growing up, he started a company called nature made vitamins. And so I worked in operations. I, I knew I hated that. I, but I also knew he taught me, you know, you never, and he was in sales and marketing. Yeah. And so I kind of just kind of innately got it from him, but he also said, you never burn a bridge. You know, you got to go for what you want and yeah. you got to believe it's possible. So I had a little bit of it and I was masterminding in third grade because I'd call all my friends over and say, let's do homework together. Cause I couldn't remember what the heck the teachers had to do. Yeah. And so, you know, I was constantly like, you didn't, you didn't need, yeah, you didn't need Napoleon Hill and think and grow rich to tell you about a mastermind. You knew about it when you were eight years old. I just didn't know I was doing it. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty, that's so, pretty amazing. 
so, yeah, so, so it's like lots of times you it's our unique ability the thing that's so easy for us that we we overlook and we try so hard to be something else so it was going oh wait a second i know how to do this and yeah. you know being this slow kid was awesome because i wasn't <laughs> really slow i was just bored stiff yeah you were just bored yeah oh no that's amazing so so let's go back to chicken soup for the soul so you're working with jack you're helping him get, get all his frankly get all this shit in order um, mm-hmm. and then, so, and then you guys decide to put a lot of this inspiration into a book. So of course, obviously, you know, you put it in the book and then everybody says yes. And it's super easy right from the beginning. Right. That's the way that this. Oh yeah. Works. Yeah. We made right. millions in five minutes. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we started the book in 89. We finished it in 91 and a half. Maybe yeah. we went out got an agent. Our agent gave us the book back, said, nobody wants it. America wants blood and guts, not this touchy feely crap. Yeah. And so we took it on and had to go sell it ourselves, which we did, but we sold it to a tiny little publisher and um, got it published in 93. Yeah. And four, that was right so during four years later, four years of working on this thing. Yeah. Four years later. And then another year and a half before we hit a list. Yeah. So, and, and the Gulf war is happening. We had a recession, all this stuff. So we were like, we couldn't pay our toner bills. I mean, so I had asked like the toner company, please send me more toner so I can print manuscripts. And I rene- had to renegotiate our leases with our, you know, our, our business. And so I just had to kind of take the initiative because Jack was really the IP guy doing all the yeah. content. And I was sort of having to run the rest of the show. So I got to be secretary, vice president of operations, <laughs> marketing, sales, and eventually president of Chicken Soup. But it was it was grueling. I mean, we did 18-hour days all the time. Yeah. And the crazy thing is I was – the minute we finally like got it rolling, which was, I guess, 94, we started to see there was like a light at the end of the tunnel. And then I got pregnant yeah. and had JT, my first son, who, you know, yep. and so then it was like, do I quit after I've worked all this time or do I have my cake and eat it too? Yeah. And my husband's like, no, you're stay home. I'm like, there's no way I'm staying home. I'm a control freak. And I like good shoes. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm working. I'm betting on me. <laughs> I'm a control freak and I like good shoes. End of story. I love this. I don't make dinner. I make reservations. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. But you, so you, you hit on something that I really want to, I want to kind of highlight. Cause I think today in the entrepreneurial world, there's such a low barrier to entry to become an entrepreneur, to, to get into this space. Like I'm, I'm hearing what you had to go through, you know, over the course of, you know, five, six, seven years. And, you know, like, just like just barely enough to keep the doors open and, you know, trying to work this and do that angle to make sure that everything balances out just to keep the dream alive, right? Working 18 hour days. And I think there's so many people nowadays that, you know, on social media, we see, we see everybody's highlight reel, right? We see, we see the highlight reel of like, oh, this person, like, like we're just like made a, made a million dollars in seven minutes or, or $10 million in four minutes or whatever it is. Cause we're looking at the highlight reel, but we never really see the behind the scenes. And there's mm-hmm. such a low barrier to entry for entrepreneurship that I think a lot of people are actually end up missing a lot of the lessons that they need to learn. And that like the lessons you learned over the course of six years of that, that grueling fight in 18 hour days to be able to quote unquote, make it. Right. Do, mm-hmm. you, do you notice that or is that it like, yes, I have two kids that are 23 and 26. They <laughs> want to be millionaires tomorrow. And I'm like, good luck with that. I hope you are because then I can retire. It'll make this yeah, easier for it, me. Yeah. 
Yeah, but I think it, it takes having a really clear vision, like knowing really what you want for the right reasons. Yeah. And then working at it no matter what, regardless of what anybody says to you, you just have to you have to keep doing it. You have to stay consistent. You have to show up every day. You have to take, you, you know, the no's and we got tons of them. But it also gives you a sense of gives you a foundation of like, all right, if that if that's a no, then so what? That yeah. that's just not right. But you know, look for the holes, look for how can you serve people? And we knew that chicken soup, the stories were going to empower people and they were going to save people and they were going to inspire them to live their biggest vision and to go for what they want. So I knew, I knew how I felt when I read them and I knew that other people would too. So I just had to keep believing even when my friends were like, you are, why are you working for this guy? Who is this guy? Yeah. You know, I told, I've told you when I started working with Jack, my dad's like, you can't go work for that freaking hippie. (laughs) Like (laughs) the hippie went to Harvard. I might learn something. I didn't learn at San Diego state with, you know, maybe maybe I'll get something. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of drinking Everclear, I might be like drinking the Kool-Aid who knows. So, oh, that's too yeah, funny. but it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work and, but it's always worth it. And I think the journey of getting there is way more fun than being there. Yeah. You know, so we want it to be, we want it to be tomorrow, but then you don't get to, you don't get to appreciate like the dips Yeah. and all the crazy stuff that we did and the fights and the ridiculousness. And, you know, someday I'll write the scoop behind the soup because there's a lot of drama yeah. that goes along with learning, Yeah. <laughs> but it, it, it builds character. Well, I think that's, it doesn't it's, happen every day. yeah, it's, it's interesting because like, I think you, you just kind of hit on something that I think is a, almost a key to life, right? Like we shouldn't be just celebrating the outcomes. We shouldn't just be trying to enjoy the outcomes. We should be celebrating and enjoying the process because that's where, that's, that's where life is, right? Life is not at the end of the line. Life is everything between now and the end of the line, right? Exactly. Like the end of the line is you're dead. Yeah. So if you're not if you're not doing the, something the one the one us, certainty the one certainty we're all gonna die <laughs> the, we'll get there the one thing yeah <laughs> exactly but also like be, staying in that creative space of like looking and and asking and you know we didn't have a marketing budget we didn't have we didn't have Facebook we didn't have Instagram we, I, and I'm actually kind of glad because yeah. we had to go out and like really do everything whether it's write articles ask people share your vision. Um, do crazy things like I would go to swap meets and sell books or yeah. like crazy stuff. But it, it, it took me outside my comfort zone. And so I knew if I was uncomfortable that I was growing. And that's where I think the difference yeah. between school and real life is like, you have to be for, afraid and you, but you have to go for it. Like you did it. I mean, yeah. you left corporate America. It's scary. Like well, it's like here you have a guarantee and suddenly you have you. And, and you, like, I literally remember you saying this. It wasn't Jack that said this my first time, like, when I met you guys. You said exactly what you just said. You said, if I'm uncomfortable, I'm growing, right? Mm-hmm. And that was, the, that was the only thing that you needed to say because in that moment when I had quit my job, when I had quit, you know, $200,000 career in, in Cisco, right, I knew that I, and this sounds weird, you know, when we're talking self-development, I knew I wasn't good enough, Right. I knew that I wasn't there and I needed to grow if I wanted to accomplish more things, right? And if I wanted to grow and basically growth was uncomfortable, then I knew if I was uncomfortable every day, I'd be, I'd be growing. I'd get there, right? So all I had to do was actually just choose discomfort every day. <laughs> it was just terrifying to a lot of people, but like that's, it's actually pretty simple, right? Yeah. That could be your next book, Xander, choosing discomfort. 
But it's like, if you really boil it down, right? It's like, whatever, that's where all the growth comes from. It's like, if I choose discomfort, whatever it might be, might not necessarily take me down the right path, but I'm going to grow. Right. And if I, if I grow, then I'm going to deserve more of what I really want in life. Yeah. And also go with your gut. Yeah. You know, I think that, I, I think things we didn't learn in school, listen to your intuition, uh, collaborate, you know, in school, if you collaborate, you're cheating. But yeah. it's like, are, are you relationship building? Are you reciprocating? Are you interested in others? Or are you just interesting? Yeah. And so all those things make make something grow bigger. And then you build connections. And if you don't know something, you get to ask somebody else. And you can find those mentors. And you, all the things that we just didn't have available to us in school. And you just, you, again, you just hit on one of my other favorite qualities about you as a person. I think you might be one of the most networked and well relationshiped people that I know as well. Right. And I think it just comes back to what you, what you just mentioned is literally like third grade and you recruiting people to mastermind around like fixing homework. You were collaborating in school, even though you weren't supposed to. Right. Exactly. And I was, I was really, I was well aware of where I was smart and where I wasn't smart. And so I would bring all the, I used to say like, hang out with the nerds. Yeah. And I would bring in the smart kids. Is that, and is that why would, we're friends, Patty? You realized I was a yeah. nerd? <laughs> I'm telling you, if you're out there and you're a woman and you're listening, marry the geeks. They get smarter, <laughs> funnier, and it'll work out much better. <laughs> I That's love what that. I would tell everybody. I always said I want to write a book called Marry the Geeks. Oh, um, that, but no, seriously. I feel like, I feel like be, that, would be an, that would definitely be a bestseller, by the way. <laughs> well, it's like sometimes we get intimidated by, oh, they're, they're smarter than me, so I don't want to do that. But just know your strengths, honor your strengths, and then where your weaknesses are. You don't need to be everything to all people. So yeah. surround yourself with those other pieces, which is why Jack and I have done so well. He yeah. knows everything, and I know everybody. And together, we made a pretty good thing happen. Yeah, it's a pretty pretty dangerous team right there. <laughs> oh, man. So um, another quick question for you. So... Again, I think uh, when it comes to uh, best-selling books, right? I, I want to talk about that because I think you have. I think you mentioned you have like fourteen. Is that what we said? Yes. So I think there's a lot of people out there that you know, in some way, shape, or form, at some point, want to write a book. Maybe they want to get on the bestseller list. What like you've you've done fourteen? You've written over two hundred. Like, what does it really take? Because I think there's a lot of people that want to do it. But I don't think everybody understands what it really takes to put out a bestseller. Like, what what would your take on that be? I would say uh, start with writing a really, really good book. Yeah. Because if you don't, don't bother spending any time marketing it. Yeah. And so that's number one. And then number two, I always tell people, do you have a child and then leave it in the alley? Or do you raise it for the next 18 years? So you <laughs> have to be willing. It's true, right? You have yeah. to be willing to, like, focus on that one thing. And I have so many people saying, oh, I'm writing this book and this book and this book. I'm like, hey, wait a second. Like pick one. Yeah. The one that you that you really believe in and then spend every minute of every day thinking about how to get it out to everyone you possibly can. Yeah. Whether and it's not just Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and, you know, uh, Clubhouse. It's relationships and distribution and yeah. co-branding with people and you know, talking to CEOs that have massive companies that could buy thousands. That, of could, that could bulk but, buy. Yeah. Exactly. So you have to really start to think outside the box at a new level and really assume 
that everyone needs your book for some reason and then know those reasons. So if you walk in and say, I broke my leg, I'm like, no problem. I have the most inspiring stories you'll ever need. Or, oh, I lost my you know best friend. No problem. I've got this book that will help you get through grieving. I mean, I don't care what your problem was. Chicken soup was your answer. Yeah, right. And so, it, but and also being inquisitive enough to ask people like, where are you struggling? What do you need? And also having other people read your books before you put them out there. You know, so we had yeah. a huge grading system that went out to about 50 people that were lawyers, doctors, teachers, moms, whatever. And so we said on a scale of one to 10, how would you rate these stories? And so we had a and pretty was, good for, idea. For of every story was that for the, the whole book as a whole or? It was, so we would send out like 120 stories with an Excel spreadsheet. Yeah. You know, one being, why'd you bother me? This thing totally sucks to <laughs> yeah. 10 being, you know, oh my gosh, this is amazing. This lit me up. And we wouldn't, yeah, we wouldn't take anything less than a 10. So we already wow. had a lot of social proof that people were engaged so, and they liked yeah, it. Yeah, you used, you used data. You used actually the actual data from what people were saying rather than just relying on, you know, you guys saying like, I think this is pretty good. You actually went there and tested exactly. it first. Yeah. And, and today you can do that on Facebook and you can do it on YouTube and you can yeah. do it on Instagram and you can look at, did that get views? Did it get shared? It didn't. Okay. Yeah. Maybe it's not worth talking it's, about. It's so, it's so funny that you just mentioned this because I was, I was working on, I was working on like the, the subtitle for my book for shit you don't learn in college. And I was like, I had like three or four different options. I was like, why am I trying to figure this out? And I just put it out on my email list. And as I'm sitting here, I'm watching my emails just roll in like, number one, number one, number one, number one. And so it was like, it's very clear that the first one is the one that we're going to be picking. But it's like, I didn't have to worry about which one was the best. I just went and asked people. Exactly. Exactly. And the other thing we did too, when some for me, I got a lot of testimonials. And so then if people read it and gave me a testimonial, I could then go back and say, hey, remember that book that you endorse? You want to market it too. Yeah. And, and it takes a lot of time. I mean, and it's, it's go old school, go new school, but go everything. Yeah. And again, there's, there's no one answer, but the other big thing that we did that we were lucky, you know, I had Jack and Mark who were speaking around the world. And so they were on every platform because the average person doesn't go into a bookstore. And now, I mean, we all go to Amazon, Yeah. but back then it was brick and mortar. And it was like 6% of people would go in a bookstore once in their entire life. And so we knew all these different stats and we interviewed every bestselling author. What did you do? What did you yeah. learn? So we, you know, we, we talked to Harvey McKay and Stephen Covey and, you know, Brian Tracy and you name it. We interviewed them all. And I think that's important to do too. Like what, where did you fall down? Yeah. So we didn't have to make those same mistakes. Figure, figure out what works and what doesn't. So you're, you're now learning from the school of hard knocks rather than college. You're learning like what people actually went and did and what worked and what didn't. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. Um, oh man. Let me ask you this. What would you think is your superpower? Connections. What do you, what do you mean by that? I know what you mean by that, but what do you mean by that? I love to, um, network with people and I love to connect people with other people to make yeah. their lives better. Yeah. Um, I, I don't need to be the one out there doing something all the time. I just love to bring people together. And I think my superpower is seeing the brilliance in others and then elevating that brilliance to make it work for them. Yeah. And putting them, putting them with the right people to actually make that flourish, that collaboration happen. Actually. Yeah. Jack, Jack always says you hire well, uh, we all agree you hire well. It's the rest that's not so great. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'm like, good, because I don't want to manage the people. Thanks, I just want to put Jack. people together, help them create their deal, and I just want to go on to my next thing. Uh, I love it. Beautiful. Oh, man. So, Patty, I don't want to take too much more of your time. I think there's tons of little golden nuggets of wisdom in here, but I do have uh, a handful of uh, kind of like speed round questions for you, if you don't mind. Um, okay. My first one, you've you've done so much in your career, accomplished so many things. Um, now, obviously, you're helping so many more people, women, entrepreneurs, corporate professionals, everything, continue to live the life of their dreams. What's your What's your big why? Like, why do you do all this? Why are you such a servant leader? Well, I think your why changes over the decades, but my why today is to help people show up and speak up and be seen. Yeah. I, I hid behind the curtain. I was the wizard, and yeah. Jack and Mark were out there being, you know, the puppets or the the talent. And I was running the business, but I wasn't owning my, I, I wasn't giving myself credit. Yeah. And so for me now, my mission is to make sure that you show up and you own your whole self and you take it in and, you know, we ask and we believe, but we have to receive too and let that sit. So that's a big deal for me. That's amazing. And, and that why is more of a recent why it sounds like. Yeah. Like the last 10 years, you know, my mom died and said, promise me that you won't hide behind that man. Ooh. You guys made this together. So show up and, you know, when you have to really show up, then you have to show up all the time. And so there's a, it's a different Trust level. Of, me, I, um, I know the feeling. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's a different level of responsibility. You can't be sick. And you can't say I've got all these coworkers. It's like, when you say I am and I'm in, you're in that you, tag, you're it. So yeah, it, it, it's a big decision. And I think for a lot of us, we, we get stuck in that comfortable. Well, you know, I, that means show up at a whole new level. There's, there's but, that word again, comfort right? Mm -hmm. We get stuck yeah. in that comfort. We got to change it. Exactly. Oh, I love it. Um, what's one thing to you that's more important than money and why? Again, I think it's, it's the, it's, um, having choice, having, having enough resources now that I can decide what I want to do and when I want to do it. And the most important thing for me is I only want to work with people that I love, respect, and admire. Yeah. And so having having the ability to choose that is more than success for me. Oh, that's amazing. Last one. What's your most recommended book from this last year? Permission Granted by Patty Aubrey. Beautiful. And this, <laughs> this is your most recent bestseller, which we just talked about. I think you said you hit number one in 38 categories. Is that right? I did. I did. Beautiful. Yeah. So Permission Granted by Patty Aubrey. It's out on Amazon right now. Um, I actually just picked up a copy, so I'm excited to read it. Um, Thank you. And then the last question I do want to ask is, is for you, you've, you've kind of pointed out that college was actually maybe the place that you grew the least. Uh, you've continued your development for, for years afterwards. What would you say, what, what's your favorite way or the best way for you that you like to continue to grow and educate as a person? Is it, is it books, podcasts, coaches, programs, seminars? What is it for you? I always pick something that I have to learn how to teach. Yeah. And, and then, so if I, if I say yes to, I'm going to go speak at uh, something that pushes me to learn everything I need to know about it. So I watch YouTube videos. I listen to podcasts. Yeah. I read different things. I go to Google and then I bring it all together. And if I keep teaching it, I keep embodying it. I learn it. That's the way I learn. Yeah. And so they say, you know, you learn what you need or you teach what you need to learn. Yeah. And I'm kinesthetic. I got to embody that. You, you have to get into it and make it happen. Yeah. I got to see it, hear it, feel it. I'm kind of that. I'm like a mechanic. <laughs> Fair enough. 
<laughs> All right, Patty. Thank you. Thank you for everything. This has been phenomenal. What's What's on the horizon for you, and where can people learn more about you uh, moving forward? Uh, what's on the horizon? I'm starting a new group uh, uh, for women called Permission Granted. They can find that at pattyaubrey.com as well. And the other thing is um, Jack and I are doing a three-day event at the end of April, um, April 23rd, 24th, and 25th called Breakthrough to Success. And you can find that by Googling it or go to jackcanfield.com. And that's, that's going to be our first big event where we're on a stage and no one's in the room, but all the cameras are there and all the Zoom pictures. And uh, it's kind of weird and different on a whole new level, but that's going to be interesting. I've, I've never done that. So that's, I'm uncomfortable. But yeah. I know we'll pull it off and it'll be awesome. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome to, you know, welcome to the modern age where everything we're doing is a little bit different and a little bit uncomfortable. Um, Absolutely. Awesome. I love it. I love it, Patty. Thank you. Thank you for uh, the time today. Thank you for just being you. Um, I know I got a ton. Hopefully our audience will get a ton from this as well. Uh, it's been an absolute, absolute pressure. Thank you. Thank you for uh, deciding to be uncomfortable. <laughs> I love watching you grow. I'm proud of you. Thank you, Patty. Take care. All right. That's all we have for today, folks. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. And if you did, please share this episode on your social media and tag at Xander Fryer. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star rating so you don't miss any other great episodes. We can only spread our message when you share this knowledge with the others that need it. So we really appreciate the support. Thanks a ton.